Welcome to episode number 83 of the Rock and Roll Research Podcast, where we share the super cool backstories and side gigs of the research and insights pros that you trust. So in mid-December, I decided to go to a happy hour, holiday happy hour for the Insights Association for DFW, that's Dallas-Fort Worth. And I went there and I saw Angela Quinn sitting at a table. Now, I knew I... I'd recognize Angela because I've seen her a lot on LinkedIn, and I did see that she was involved in a uh, a panel at the CRC, an LGBT LGBTQ panel that was really a, a an incredible session, really insightful, very well received. And uh, I thought, you know, I've got to talk to Angela. I got to tell her about the panel. It was really cool. And I think we probably have a thing or two in common if we start talking. <laughs> so we ended up talking for a long time and it turned into going out for karaoke and having just an awesome night. So I'm really excited that we're here again chatting, Angela. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Matt. That was a wicked ass intro. <laughs> we had <laughs> such a great night. That was such great chats. And then you, we just ended up out singing karaoke. Not that I sing, but I was like grooving <laughs> along, doing some chair dancing and clapping and cheering. You were great on the mic, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, great. Night. <laughs> I had such a fun night, uh, you know, dropping some. Uh, well, actually, I skipped the Johnny Cash because somebody in your crew just actually that uh so so i had to go deep into my karaoke playbook but i had a lot of fun nonetheless so yeah great times great times yeah i love those spontaneous nights or like lunches or whatever where things just happen and then you just end up doing something and hanging with new people and really getting to know them on that on the on a smaller level you know they're good good connections made yeah yeah totally i i felt like we we're old friends in a very short yeah. period of time so yeah. <laughs> cool awesome so so one thing i gathered uh that when we when we were talking is that you are not a career market researcher um not only are you a not a career market researcher but you're relatively new to dallas texas as well um, so I'd love to hear the story about what brought you to Dallas, what brought you to market research. So tell us all about that. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I'm going to start with a g'day mate, just to settle where I'm from. <laughs> so, so we can put that question back now. Um, it's hard for Americans to tell something. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, Maybe so, she's Irish. I don't know. No. <laughs> so I am... Um, the the CEO of the previous company that I worked for I actually knew through the LGBTQ community um, and we had met and hung out and got along great. So they came over to Australia um, for the Australian Market Research Conference. You know, I forget the acronym. Anyway, it's this huge to-do affair that's in Melbourne, which is my hometown in Australia when I'm there. <laughs> um, so... They came over um, and their business partner was coming over and I was just showing them around town and showing them, you know, my city that I absolutely love and taking them on graffiti tours and introducing them to coffee and, and incredible food in Australia. Anyway, 
Sure. There, I'm going off track here. <laughs> their <laughs> partner wasn't able to make it last minute. There was a one day delay with paperwork, something or other. So they said, come with me. And I'm like, these are like two and a half thousand dollar tickets to a corporate event. I am not corporate looking. I'm covered in <laughs> tattoos. I got piercings. Like, are you sure you want to take me? Like, I don't know that this is a good business decision. And they said, you can be in corporate. Anyone can be in corporate. It doesn't matter how you look. You don't need to know the ins and outs of everything that my business does or this industry does. Come along and be your normal, friendly, chatty self. I'm like, oh, oh, I can do that. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so I rocked along and we we just ended up chatting to everybody and anybody. And I think because both um, Anne, the CEO of the company that I work for, they, they and I both look a little bit or substantially out of the box in a market research industry crowd that it actually brought people to us. So people were coming up to yeah. us and they were like, oh my gosh, I found out last month that my niece is queer and I'm just so excited about it. And these were the stories that people were coming up to us with. So I, it was an amazing experience for me stepping into something that was so corporate. I'd never been, you know, I, I think the last time I'd been around a corporate audience was when I was a magician's assistant. So <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't actually in the crowd. I was just performing up on the stage you, you were so, getting some of half in the box kind of thing or <laughs> a, 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 i had to get out of the straight jacket that was that was kind of tricky. oh cool cool and then at the end i ripped my wig off and my hair was bald at the time and i loved it <laughs> anyway it's not a bad thing you know <laughs> it is a good look <laughs> so ended up at this conference i had a great time chatted to so many people ended up um managing to get in front of people that Anne had been trying to speak to for ages and just hadn't had a moment to network with them yet. And, and you know, I am, like, there in all of my um, just happy Angela go lucky, let's meet some people and have some fun. So after that, I um, helped them out with a little bit of marketing that they, um, that, that I could see could do with a tweak here and there and some, wording and language editing kind of stuff and then I ended up doing some sales stuff and then I ended up handling all of the accounts for the company um, and handed over the last three accounts to me beginning of 2020. So from that moment on I was handling all of the new incoming clients as well as all of our previous clients um, and just building the company and having a great time. I got to experience being a project manager um, and the the this side of the team so the phone team was um is in india but this side of the team is quite small so getting to getting to really connect with the people here and the industry here i had to, i just had a great time and i'm yeah. fine with looking like i don't look like everyone else like i'm that's not a problem for me and so i, I continue to do that and continue to have a good time and meet great people luckily yeah. Yeah, yeah, excellent. So that's how I got in and shuffled myself into a position and started, you know, doing some star jumps. 
Yeah. Well, it, it seems to me that you mixed right in right away. Um, and I don't know, maybe, maybe it is, like you said, the, the fact that you look a little bit different, that maybe people are drawn to you or at least it's more memorable. Right. So I feel like, like you're, you're kind of everywhere. Right. So I was excited <laughs> to finally get a chance to talk to you because it's like, you know, she knows everybody in the industry. It's like, what am I missing? You know, I've got to talk to her too. I should know her also. So <laughs> you've made a big impression in a short period of time. So that's cool. Oh, thank you. As long as it's a good impression, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. absolutely. <laughs> uh, very good impression. So uh, in addition to market research, you, your, your new uh, industry that you've uh, sort of adopted, uh, you you also are involved in other things, right? And, uh, and maybe that have a commercial aspect to them as well. So I know that you are really quite a skilled leather worker. And uh, that's really interesting and exciting to me because we haven't had such a guest so far on uh, on the podcast so let's let's hear a little bit about that sure um so oh i don't even know how many years ago let's take it take a stab T 10 years ago 10 years ago um i was in between jobs um and my partner at the time used to do a bit of leather work and i was obsessed with those like funky steampunk top hats yeah, that that was happening. Looking at one over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, that's what was going on. So I was like, I want to make these, and they they showed me what they could, and they let me use, you know, the bit of equipment that they had, and um, I got some secondhand leather and some donated leather, and I ended up making maybe a dozen of these hats, and I bought myself a little airbrush, so I was airbrushing them, and I was you know, putting fishnet on some of them and sticking fake flowers on others and just having a wild time being super creative with whatever leather fell in my lap, learning how to hand stitch, which takes a while. Yeah. Um, and anyway, a friend of ours who runs a alternative festival in Melbourne, Australia, saw my hats because, you know, they're up on Facebook and I was like, wee, look what I'm doing, it's so much fun. Um, so they were like, you should have a stall at, at the festival and sell your hats. I'm like, oh, 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 well, I don't really know that I'm at that level. And they're like, just come along and have some fun and stick your hats up on a table. I'm like, oh, I can do that. So, so I went to the <laughs> festival and I ended up selling nearly all of them. Um, and I was quite surprised. I was like, oh, okay. So my creativity and fanciful kind of grabbing whatever the universe puts in my lap and whatever is given and whatever I've got arty crafty laying around the house and I can hodgepodge this stuff together and sell it to somebody. And some of the, some of the hats were really quite out there. And to find the hat that belongs to the person, I was like, yeah. oh, oh, that's <laughs> You were who I was making it for. I didn't really know at the time. <laughs> is it kind of is it kind of like Harry Potter where the wand chooses the wizard? You know, you've got the hat. The person comes along, yes. and you're like, oh my god, this hat is yours. Right, right. <laughs> and hats were so different. I didn't yeah. have a lot of leather, you know, and I was picking up stuff from the op shop, uh, like a, a thrift store, an opportunity yeah. shop. We call them op shops in Australia. Oh. 
okay. so, <laughs> so I was just picking up kind of whatever landed. Anyway, um, a couple of years later, I am now working with leather and I've, I've got myself a little part-time job just to pay a few of the bills, but I start up a business register my name um, and start making more and more stuff and my friends are requesting stuff and then people are finding me on social media and they're like hey oh my gosh I had this one dude approach me who was um um he goes to the conferences where they dress up I can't a uh, rent fairs he goes to rent yeah. fairs is into the sword fighting stuff anyway him and his person well, they were getting married um and he wanted this thing made for him out of leather that holds a sword but it had to be made for his sword and I was just like okay I, I had to google I don't really remember the name of the thing now but I had to yeah, google like a scabbard. Yeah. Well, yeah but it's the it's the the piece of leather that hangs on your body that holds the yeah it's okay. it, it's got a special way anyway okay. I'm, I'm googling it I'm like I could do that but yeah that's fine <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up making a piece for this dude's wedding. Anyway, moving further down the track, um, I ended up having the the own the person who runs the festival in Australia asked me to um enter some of enter some of my stuff in the fashion parade. They have an alternative fashion parade, which is kind of the highlight of this event. And sure. so I rounded up a bunch of my queer, very, very queer friends of all different body types and assign different genders at birth and all all of the you know I kind of wanted like diversity is so important to me I wanted a splash of all of the flavors up on stage and then some of them I kitted out in stuff that I'd already made or had been working on um one of my models I just hadn't quite gotten around to figuring out what she was wearing for the parade I'd organized the song and the and the layout and the, the dance steps and all of that sort of stuff. But I hadn't, there was this one model um, that I still had to dress. And so I went to her house and I'm like, all right, get me your three favorite items out of your wardrobe. And yeah. she, she comes back and one of them, one of them is like this kind of fitted vest with tails and this giant hood hanging off the back of it. No sleeves, super, super cute. And I'm like, all right, oh, I can do that. <laughs> so <laughs> I just took it and I made a pattern out of it um, and made a leather version with some red satin lining and it was super sexy. Anyway, yeah, it was a great piece, but just I really enjoyed with the leather work because I didn't have training. I didn't have um, somebody telling me how to do or what to do or why to do. It was all just up to me to put my passion and curiosity into this new format I've been painting for years and years and yeah. when I picked up leather I put down the paintbrush and this was my new medium so it was fantastic yeah leather work was amazing yeah that's really fascinating so I think I got a question because I you know I watch a lot of the design designing reality competitive shows mm -hmm. um, and it was one of the things that really struck me is you think about the creative aspect, but then there's the there's the blood and sweat aspect where it's like, wow, there's so much tedium that has to be paired with the creativity. So the work that you do, what what is that balance between the actual creative and the tedium of the manufacturer? 
do you know what when I got really really bored of making the same thing I just stopped and made something else (laughs) I don't (laughs) I don't know that it really got very tedious for me because I didn't have like my business was what I created and yes that I had I mean there was people that had orders I always had a list of people that wanted specific things in particular colors or whatever else but outside of that you know if I got tired of making the same pattern or busting out the same accessory or whatever then I'd just I'd just stop and make something else like there's so much more that goes into something when you're creating with your hands and it it's coming from your mind and with your passion and your blood, sweat and tears. There's so much more, I think, that you can create when you have the freedom to just explore any options. I often, not often, I sometimes would be looking through couture or looking through fashion wear or looking through odd, you know, just odd clothing items of any description having a look at how the material sits or where it's worn on the body um and understanding you know how leather works as far as a material yeah and I would just make that thing out of leather and Mm -hmm. often often I would just make the first one on me call it medium (laughs) (laughs) and and the next pattern sizes would be bigger or smaller than that That I just yeah and then and then of course I was open to anybody kind of reaching out and going hey can you do this and I'm like well I haven't before but let's have a crack so so I did so I didn't really get super tedious at any point yeah yeah cool you get to self-select what you what you work on all right so it doesn't boring yeah yeah I like I like that cool um okay so I've got a question about research right uh because you kind of came in from the outside you really did fall into it right uh by attending a conference and then hey i could do this i can help out here and you just (laughs) kind of became involved um so i'm sure you had an impression of the you know you've you come in with an outside in perspective right so you come in outside of research and you have a chance to observe it what what are some of your impressions of the research industry or people in the research industry any any thoughts I think at the beginning I didn't actually really know anything about it yeah (laughs) that first conference that I was at I I really didn't know much at all um I knew that I was stepping into the corporate world and there was a truckload of money like floating around in this industry that's all I knew um as, as the, you know, the last four and a half years have have gone along and I've gotten to know, I've gotten to learn so much more. If, yeah, I don't know. There's so many ways to answer that question. I don't know. It's a handful of people that um, know the value of data um, and are reaping the rewards. Great business. Um, it's also such a huge opportunity to help out people that don't have the means or um, that don't have the knowledge or you know some of the conferences that I've been to and the sessions I've been able to attend the stuff that people can do with market research that 
ethically just makes my heart sore and my eyes well up with tears. Like there is so much good that can be done with this. And, you know, and it, it shits me to tears that we're collecting data for the people that have way too much money in this world anyway. So, you know, there's that aspect of it, but there's also this other aspect of it, which is for me is is really, really real. Um, and the exciting thing now, um, a few years down the track since I came in, is all of these conversations about diversity and equity and inclusivity and gender identity and all of these things that are a part of my world day in, day out. Um, and the conversations that I have with my friends and and this is my normal life. Seeing that come into, oh, my puppy dog's saying hello. This is my <laughs> Um, Seeing that come into our very, very corporate world um, it just makes my, like, yeah, floats my boat. Floats my boat right down the river. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So do, do you think that market researchers are more open to these conversations than maybe other industries or um, any any thoughts on that? Curious. Yeah. I, I would hope that we are um, at the forefront of the, of the corporate world moving forward in that <clears throat> if we're not asking the questions in market research um, and if we're not making these suggestions when surveys are being written and if we're not talking to the end clients and saying, hey, you're collecting this data, but you're only collecting 70% of the data that's out there because of the way that you frame these questions or because you um, exclude a bunch of your audience by offering two options when it comes to gender. Like we need to be <laughs> at the beginning. I hope we're not, <laughs> I hope I hope that this is not just happening in 2022. <laughs> I hope these conversations have been around in, in corporate world in different industries for much, much longer than that. Um, I think that we have the power and the ability to make some huge changes in this area, given the industry that we work in. Yeah, yeah. so that, that kind of presages a bit how you might answer my next question, which is <clears throat> how you see, how you view the future, you know, what is the, what is going to be important in the future of research or, or you could be more idealistic too. What do you hope it looks like? Right. I think, I think from, from a few years ago when I walked into a conference or a meeting um, and um, it's, <clears throat> pardon me, and it's, um, you know, majority of the people there are white middle-aged cis men. Um, I think that that's changing. And I think along with that, with younger people coming into the industry, market research, being able to be studied at university level, you can get your degrees now, you can do your courses, you can become certified and qualified. There are people in, in, the, in the industry now that meant to be here. They didn't fall into it or somehow end up in it, um, like us older grey-haired people. So, <laughs> so I think that change is coming and I think that those younger voices are going to get heard more and I think that if the you know if the if those older 
if those older dudes that have been around since, you know, for 20 years, since the beginning, if they're not open to change, then they're going to, you know, they're going to end up losing. So what I, what I see happening is the influx of the younger crowd coming in. And that is so exciting with the new ideas and new language, um, new understandings, um, an ability to look at what we're doing and go, hey, you're missing this, or hey, did you notice that? So I think that change is going to be incredible. I think that there's just change coming. Yeah, yeah, very, very exciting. Uh, it feels like a lot has changed and a lot of the conversations are different. So uh, it is inspiring uh, to see that uh, the industry is capable of adapting and, and dare I say, perhaps even leading. Uh, and you've been a part of that. So I thank you for that. So good stuff. <laughs> thank you. All right. Okay. So something I'm curious about, right? So you're from Australia, you're living in Texas. Yes. Uh, and, you know, you've, you've now been involved in, in the insights industry. So I'm curious to know from a media perspective, what media do you consume? Big, broad question, either for insight, inspiration, or enjoyment. What's, uh, what's on your list? Do you know what? I'm like, I kind of on LinkedIn clicking links. So I find yeah. myself in odd places listening to, sometimes I end up on YouTube watching somebody give a chat. Sometimes I end up um, being invited into, um, you know, Zoom with a hundred other people. And then, and I just get to listen in while I'm typing away on the keyboard. Um, but often it's via LinkedIn and industry connections. People, uh, you know, send me stuff. They're like, hey, this is happening soon. You'd be totally into it. It's, it's right up your alley. Jump on and have a listen. Um, or um, friends in the industry reaching out and um, saying, hey, we've got this group starting up and, hey, we're doing this work at the moment and, hey, like, come come and listen. It's, you'd be into it. So yeah. friends in the industry and then wandering around on LinkedIn and clicking on all of those links and, you know, sending sending back the, the little invitation going, yes, please, <laughs> I'd like to. I'd like to sit in on this. <laughs> I'm. I'm so glad to hear you say that because, of course, this podcast relies on that very behavior, right? So uh, it's great to hear that uh, that people are doing that. I, uh, I'm very similar, right? So I'll go down the hole in LinkedIn and oh, this looks interesting. Follow it down, takes me to the next thing. Um, right. So I'm not alone. I'm. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah. And then like comments and links from other people that have attended yeah. um and connecting with people via you know when I start to see a familiar face that um is tuning into similar things that I'm tuning into I'm like oh how about we connect <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's great to connect with like-minded people and, <laughs> exactly. yeah. which which uh you're you're definitely telling the truth because I know that one of the things that we confirm is like, oh, you know what? We should be connected on LinkedIn. And we yeah. get onto LinkedIn to t when we're sitting and having a drink or whatever. It's like, oh, yeah, we're already connected. Already connected. <laughs> of, course, of course we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like I like people. I think I was, I had the opportunity to study psychology for 
um, just over three years. Um, and I had to press pause on that a little while ago. Um, but yeah, the but people, people, people float my boat. How, why they, what they, why they do what they do and how they tick and, you know, how they work and how they're different and like, yeah, very much a people person. Yeah. I like <laughs> you're, you're definitely in the right industry for that. So that's great. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, we've gotten this far into the program. We have not even talked rock and roll. Um, so that's the note that we have to finish on because this is the rock and roll research podcast after all, right? Angela? Yeah. And I'm really interested to know this because um, I did sing karaoke in front of you, but I don't really know what what music moves you. Uh, and I suppose <laughs> I will find that out. Always my favorite question. So Angela, let's say you're, you're stranded on a desert island somewhere off the coast of Australia, I guess, uh, but with no access to the mainland for the rest <laughs> of your days, right? And all yeah. you have, maybe some coconuts, you know, here and there, but you have three records of your choosing to keep you company for the rest of your days. What are they? Well, do they, well, do they have to be a full record or can it just be a single? Because <laughs> I've got um, visuals of the, the, the singles that I would throw yeah. on the record player and then... You yeah, know, bigger ones. That that's a record. I mean, if, okay. if you hear the same song over and over and over again for like fifty years, you know that's that's up to you. It's still here. Okay, that's okay. fair. I mean, <laughs> well, wait, well, now I'm now I'm questioning. <laughs> well, no, no, because I like I like new things. Okay, I wrote this down in my hand because. Um, <laughs> Because I remember things and then I forget them sometimes, and I'm like, oh, I, I really want to, I really want to say these. So, oh, it started to fade. Okay, queer by garbage. Love. Oh song. yes, yeah. by garbage. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, a big favorite of my daughter and I. Uh, we went and saw garbage last summer. So yes, love it. That's big cool. Um, pink because because she's cool cool as rockstar and i'm really down with all of the things that she fights for as soon as soon as, yeah. as soon as there's something that makes the hairs on the back of my neck stand up pink's written a song about it like i'm like we're in sync so awesome the new, the new their her new song irrelevant um hits home for me and awesome mad and mad about the same thing so you know yeah so that's great and the proceeds going to the oh i've forgotten all of the yeah it's not on your hand great your hand. <laughs> all right okay it's going to oh, okay sorry <laughs> what's the last one? Oh, okay this one now can we negotiate on the record? Because for this one, I not only love the song, but I fell in love with the song hardcore because of the video that goes with it. So can, yeah. we, can we throw in like the YouTube clip, <laughs> not just the record? Okay, okay. In, in okay. the interest of, of moving this along, yes, yes. <laughs> Sorry. So this song that I'm obsessed with at the moment, it's very, I don't even know how old it is. Anyway, it's called Chunky by Trampster. And it's like dance music, like okay. dancing all over the place. I don't very much. Yeah. 
Um, but the film clip is all of these short clips from really old movies of people dancing and jumping and doing the splits and like just loving life. So all of these little clips from old movies, Shirley Temple's on there. There's heaps of people. Yeah. Um, like they make, they remind me of, you know, sitting at um, grampy and grandma's watching movies when I was little and all of the, happiness in the movements of the of the people in the film clip and just like yes i want to get up and get out there and enjoy life yes let's, <laughs> dance and let's have friends over and let's like it, it just puts me in that mood whether i was there beforehand or not after listening to chunky and there again awesome well that makes a ton of sense right because you could stay in that mindset for the rest of your life on an island so that that makes perfect sense all right Cool. Excellent. Angela, this has been a great pleasure. Um, I look forward to next time. I mean, I'm in Dallas. You're nearby too. So I'm sure I will see you soon. Yeah. If I have anything to say about it, at least. So yes, I would love to. I think we should do you should do more karaoke while I'm <laughs> sipping on a whiskey and cheering you on from the sidelines. I could do some backup <laughs> dancing. I'm a great backup dancer. Um <laughs> but yes we should do that again knock back a beer all right count me in excellent well let's talk soon and let's do some karaoke and rock and roll oh i did it wrong there we go <laughs> <laughs>